Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and welcome to Preston Hollow Presbyterian Church and to this Christmas Eve service of worship. If you are worshiping with us tonight for what is one of the first times, we want to say a special word of welcome to you. We are delighted that you have chosen to worship with us on this special evening. We invite all of you to join us for worship each week at 8.15, 9.30, 11, and 5 o'clock. For friends, no matter where you are on your journey of life, no matter where you are on your journey of love, no matter where you are on your journey of faith, all of you is welcome here. This is the night that we have waited for, the most beautiful night of the year, the night of shepherds and stables, stars and angels, the surprising gift of love become flesh. This is the night of our Savior's birth. So let us surround him with song. Let us lift our hearts and our voices in adoration. Let us worship Christ, the newborn King, this night. At this time, I'd like to invite forward Allie and Caroline and Chris to light our Advent candle and lead us in the call to worship. We light the candle of hope because we know that God's light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. We light the candle of peace because in a broken world we long for the coming of the one who will bring peace to every land and people and nation. We light the candle of joy because God is here and we rejoice. Joy to the world. We light the candle of love because we were made from love to be loved, to give love. We light the Christ candle as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, light of the world, Emmanuel, God with us. In Jesus, we have been given the greatest gifts of hope, peace, joy, and love. Thanks be to God. Amen.
A reading from the prophet Isaiah. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a pitch-dark land, light has dawned. You have made the nation great. You have increased its joy. They rejoiced before you as with joy at the harvest, as those who divide plunder rejoice. As on the day of Midian, you've shattered the yoke that burdened them, the staff on their shoulders and the rod of their oppressor. Because every boot of the thundering warriors and every garment rolled in blood will be burned, fuel for the fire. A child is born to us, a son given to us, and authority will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be vast authority and endless peace for David's throne and for his kingdom, establishing and sustaining it with justice and righteousness now and forever. The zeal of the Lord of heavenly forces will do this.
may be seated. A reading from Isaiah. A shoot will grow up from the stump of Jesse. A branch will sprout from his roots. The Lord's spirit will rest upon him, a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of planning and strength, a spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. He will delight in fearing the Lord. He won't judge by appearances nor decide by hearsay. He will judge the needy with righteousness and decide with equity for those who suffer in the land. He will strike the violent with the rod of his mouth. By the breath of his lips he will kill the wicked. Righteousness will be the belt around his hips and faithfulness the belt around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb, and the leopard will lie down with the young goat. The calf and the young lion will feed together, and a little child will lead them. reading from the Gospel of Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax list. The first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have a baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly and laid him in a manger 
because there was no place for them in the guest room.
reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Nearby shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped snugly and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angel praising God. They said, glory to God in heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what's happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger.
Gospel of Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time that the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I too may pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him honor. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road.
A reading from the Gospel according to John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Everything that came into being came through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life, and the life was the light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not extinguish the light. A man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light, but his mission was to testify concerning the light. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light. But the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed in his name, he authorized to become God's children. Born not from blood, not from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory. Glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Please be seated. 
Let us pray. Remind us, O God, that you hover here. You hover in this very sanctuary just as you hovered over the waters of creation. Just as you hovered over that manger thousands of years ago. So breathe new life into this world. Bring light and love into the darkness of our lives. Bring light and love into the darkness of our world. Breathe new life into these ancient words that they may be your word to us here and now. And breathe new life into the words of my mouth and into the meditations of all of our hearts. That all would be acceptable and pleasing to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There's something about this night, isn't there? There's something about Christmas Eve, no matter the season of life that we are in. There are many seasons of this life. There's something about this night, dare I say, no matter the state of our world. An anticipation fills the air on this night. Through the music and the brass, through the carols and the anthems, the story comes alive and speaks to us through its many layers and through its many characters, shining light and truth in ways that we most need to hear. There's something about this story. It's the same story. We've been telling it for thousands of years now. We gather on Christmas Eve. We stand up. We sit down. We stand up. We sit down. We hear this story, the story of a God who breaks into the world in the most unexpected of places, Bethlehem. To the most unexpected of people, Mary and Joseph, teenage parents. How could you not love this story? Everybody's included in this story. The rich and the poor, the folks who live outside the city in the sticks, and those of us who live in the city limits. you got to love this story. It's the story of God's love for the world and for you and for me. It's a love story that takes on flesh in our world and in our lives all the time. So there's something about this night. Something about this night. Moments come to life in a new way. Moments come to life in our memory. Moments come to life that we weren't able to see when we lived them. God in the flesh right before us. This past week I learned this story of Luther Younger. Ironically, Luther is not younger. Luther is 99 years old. And Luther lives in Rochester, New York. <coughs> Every single day, Luther walks six miles round trip in the name of love. Yes, Luther is 99, but he's a former Marine, and while Luther won't tell you how strong he is, he does dozens and dozens of push-ups every single day along with his six-mile trek. 
Luther doesn't walk six miles every single day in the rain, or the snow, or the sleet, or even in the heat to prove his strength. No, Luther uh, walks six miles every day for his, what he calls his cup of tea with his wife Waverly. A cup of tea, by the way, that he calls the best that he's ever had in his entire life. You see, Waverly was diagnosed with a brain tumor about nine years ago. And Waverly has been in and out of the hospital ever since. And Luther cannot bear to live a day without seeing his love, his beloved. And so he walks from his home in Rochester to her bedside at the hospital in Rochester every single day. And people regularly ask Luther, they say, Luther, you know there are buses here in Rochester. All you have to do is stand at the stop. The bus will come, you step on, and it will take you to the hospital. Why don't you wait for the bus? People say, Luther, why don't, we, why don't you wait for your daughters to get off work? They can take you to the hospital to see your wife. And Luther's response is simple. I can't wait. I can't wait. All of the time that I would spend waiting is time that I could spend being with Waverly. All the time that I would spend waiting is time that I could actually be spending with her. And so Luther has worn out that path from his house to the hospital. These days, people are on the lookout for Luther in Rochester. He's become what you would call a local celebrity. Every day on his walk, Luther is bound to hear someone yell his name or to cheer him on or offer him a word of advice. Luther, tell Waverly we said hello today. Give her a hug for us. Be careful, Luther. It's hot out here today. Nearly a hundred years old and more than 55 years into his marriage, Luther doesn't want to miss a moment with his Waverly. He longs to be by her side because, as he says, she belongs to me. She's my best friend. I got to tell you, that's the kind of marriage I want after 55 years. Because something remarkable happens every time that Luther sort of gets in that parking lot when he sees the hospital. 99-year-old Luther begins to break into a jog. It's more of a shuffle. He's almost 100 after all. He gets into the hospital and Luther gets into Waverly's ICU room and she's not able to talk much these days. But Luther is proud to say that he can still make her eyes flutter with a kiss says, I love her so much, and I am sticking with her because if it had not been for her, he said, I wouldn't have made it. She's my cup of tea, and it's sweet tea, too. At the end of the day, Luther kisses Waverly right on her forehead, and he lets her rest, and he walks the three miles from the hospital back home, and one thing's for sure. Tomorrow, rain or shine, snow or ice, Luther will walk to see his cup of tea again. My friends, this is a night in which we are invited once again to remember 
That God does not walk into this world to prove God's strength, but to show God's love. Love for all of God's children. This night is a night about a God who cannot bear to spend one minute being separated from us either. A God who cannot bear to wait. God doesn't want to waste one second being away from you and from me. And so God runs into this world in the form of a child so that we will never have to know this life without God. This night is an eternal reminder to us that the God that we know in the Christ child makes the trek to us every single day of our lives to meet us on our journey. The God that finds us on this holy night in a manger is the same God who will break into your life and our world, even in the most unexpected ways and through the most unexpected of people. A God who is present in and through the poor and the forgotten and the marginalized. A God who is revealed through the glance of a stranger. A God who is present in chemo rooms and a God who is present even at gravesides. A God who is present in the midst of the many seasons of marriages and relationships. A God who comes to us disguised as the laughter of our own children or as the story of our grandparents. A God who comes to us disguised in the holiness of an ordinary meal with our best friends. A God who comes disguised as our own lives. Oh, friends, this is quite a night. This is quite a story. It's God's love story to the world, a story about a God who has taken on flesh to live out God's promise to be present with you every single day, no matter our place, no matter our creed, rain or shine, snow or ice. What a gift that promise is to each and every one of us. What a night this is for tonight. Tonight, a child is born, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. Thanks be to God, my dear friends, and Merry Christmas. Amen. When the shepherds and the wise ones heard the good news, they brought gifts to honor the newborn Christ. In the same way, we are invited to offer our gifts to the glory of God for the sake of this world. This evening, we invite you to join the entire Presbyterian Church in giving generously to the Christmas Joy Special Offering. Your gifts will provide financial assistance to individuals and families who have dedicated their lives to the church, and in support of ethnic leadership and education for students attending Presbyterian-related schools and colleges, including our very own Presbyterian Pan-American School here in Texas. 
Beloved family of God, as we prepare our hearts to give, please join me in prayer of dedication for your generosity. Let us pray. Christ Jesus, you are the perfect gift, given to lead us in the ways of compassion and peace. You point us to God with your very life, so take all we offer you, our time, our talents, our treasure, so that your church may point us always to you and guide us in your ways of joy, hope, love, and peace. In gratitude we pray. Amen.
My dear friends, God took on the flesh and came into this world not to prove God's power, but I believe to show God's love that light is greater than darkness, that love is stronger than hate, that Jesus Christ is Lord of all. For the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not, it cannot, and it will not overtake the light. So this night, let us share the light of Christ with one another.
Friends, as we go forth from this hour of worship to be the church in the world, even on this most holy of nights, may God give us the grace never to sell ourselves short, grace to risk something big for something good, grace to recognize that the world is now too dangerous for anything but truth and far too small for anything but love. So may God take our minds and think through them. May God take our lips and speak through them. And may God take our hearts, each and every one of them, and set them on fire. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all and guide us in all our many ways, this night and all of our day. Amen. You may.